Hello, everyone. Lots to talk about water's new gold and helping you thrive in the world's only vital scarce. And, you know, you're going to see when we cover this whole Biden infrastructure plan, just how vital water is and um, the keys to making things happen in this space. Very, very interesting. Uh, quickly, safe harbor statement, of course, um, that, you know, we're not perfect, but we try our very, very best and there are risks and uncertainties. Okay, now I quickly wanted to deal with an issue which has to do with the 10K. That's our annual report. It is due with its normal extension on 15 April. We are, looks like we'll be two weeks late because I like to tell people exactly what's going on. I'm going to cover that. All of our general accounting operations are working fine. Our Texas and Virginia operations are doing a fine job of accounting of their projects. They're very busy, but they were ready almost two months ago. So what's going on? How come we have a delay? And you know, what's the story? So let me cover that. Stock classes. We, we have done so many. This right here on the screen, you see 12 different series of preferred shares, various exchanges of from one series to another. It has been from an accounting point of view, an immense headache. It has done wonders for our uh, investors. Our investors are very, very happy. But every bright idea that we have creates unbelievable consequences for the, the poor accounting people. And that's what's held us back, quite frankly. Okay, so what are we doing about this? Um, because this is uh, not you know, how a company turns into a world-class company. Very simple. First of all, we are building soft software is always cheaper than using people to track things. All issuances will be tracked in real time. Our investors are going to like that because they're going to see that we'll have our much better tracking system for stock issuances. And also it's going to be allow us to pull, for example, our exact capital position in real time. So what's the status of that? It has been started and it will be done by the end of the current quarter my estimation. Okay, so that's not all. We need a CFO and we need one anyway. We're, we're setting up these subsidiaries with uh, large funding uh, packages. Um, we're looking at potential acquisitions. I'll cover that in a minute. We are looking at a NASDAQ uplist, which means you've got to have, again, a world-class CFO. And finally, we need to upgrade our accounting systems, which are on QuickBooks and probably should be on something a bit more uh, solid to deal with where we're going. Okay, status, we started that project. I have uh, someone working on this right now and we are targeting to have a CFO on the job this summer to complement the existing hardworking people. Now, what's this about acquisitions? Well, um, <clears throat> a fund that we know well met with us this week and they said, look, the acquisitions window is open. Literally, it's very recent, but uh, looks like Wall Street can get these things done fast. And that's, of course, a great way to buy revenue and buy capabilities. And here's the thing that, that, that I want to work on. It is the own and operate side. In other words, we're very good at designing and building, but if we're going to own and operate systems out there, then we have to have all this capability of doing metered delivery and so forth. And one way to do that is simply to acquire companies that know how to do that. We already have a database, well, actually well over 100 companies, but the two dozen that we like we're going to be following up on um, and telling them, hey, let's, let's work together. So there'll be more about it on that. All right. 
What's going on with Water On Demand? Well, we launched a subsidiary called Water On Demand Number One, which is bringing in real estate assets for conversion and leverage into cash. There is, uh, I'm working personally on the new website and uh, also on the new online marketing. Because here's the thing, we're paying for online marketing to bring in potential investors, et cetera, but it's also a way to get our message out. Last year, you know, we spent something like $10,000 and we got a million views on an ad for Pool Preserver. Now, of course, it gave everybody the idea that we were doing pools, <laughs> which was only part of the story, but it proved to us that, you know, a good, you know, paid marketing campaign can actually create a tremendous amount of visibility. We're also developing stories for the mass media, and I'll talk about that some more. And I re-signed up again with Command Your Brand. These are This is a world-class podcast booking agency. You remember last year how there were all these podcasts I was on? They've promised to get me onto a major podcast every week. That's 24 podcasts in six months. So I thought I would play an excerpt from today's booking interview where I talk about what's hot and what's not, what's exciting, um, and it'll give you a sense of you know, what we'll be saying. But the, the th situation with water is that the big infrastructure bill being passed or being proposed by the um, Biden administration is the largest ever allocation for water. It's $111 billion. And that's wonderful until you realize that our backlog is $105 billion every single year. Wow. But every single year we fall behind with our water infrastructure, our pipes, our ability to, to, you know, we have a growing population and so forth and our ability to treat the water and take care of all the industrial toxins falls behind by over $100 billion. So this is a drop in the bucket. What can we do about it? What's the solution? And what we learned over time is that local business can take up the slack. If you're already making water dirty, clean it where you are. Send treated water to the city, which means the city has much less of a burden and they can take care of consumers, that's fine. Breweries, farms, housing subdivisions, wide variety of factories, you name it, that are all making dirty water can treat their own water. They will end up saving water because they won't be charged the cleanup rates. In many cases, they're being turned down right now. The cities are saying, no, we can't take it because these are completely overloaded. We have a, an opportunity here to decentralize water treatment, to take it to the edges and make people, local businesses do their own work. What's stopping these deals from happening? They're ready to go, et cetera. Money. The solution is subscription water, just like you're accustomed to the, your water meter in your home, et cetera. Well, these, these businesses, if you're a brewery, you're not in the business of treating water, you're in the business of making beer. Mm -hmm. so, we'll, so keep making beer. Sign here, a machine will show up, clean your water, you'll pay by the gallon, it'll be, it'll be a good rate, don't worry about it, and you're done. This is called water on demand. This is the new focus of our company. This is where we're going. Water on demand is how we're going to dramatically, we call it a fintech for clean water because it's a way to leverage finance as a way to accelerate this local water treatment that is going to finally solve this problem that Washington's not going to solve. So just but so I can 
uh, understand it too. So isn't that similar to like what they do with solar panels as well? Like you rent your solar panels or? Solar City, very good example. Look, pay as you go is the way to go. It's how, you know, when you rent an apartment, you pay for it. You know, Netflix, uh, cell phones, everything is subscription. The key here is by going to a subscription model, we have a much longer relationship with our customer. I mean, I still have my Earthlink email address from 1994, right? <laughs> it just goes on forever, that relationship. You pay by the month, whatever it is. So we have this long relationship with the customer. We make more money from, from them outsourcing the problem to us. Just outsource it, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. We'll make sure the water's good. You just pay for the water being clean to the standard you, the city requires. You're gonna pay more, but you're not gonna to have to worry about it. The problem just goes away. We're solving water at the local level mm -hmm. and not waiting for the federal government or states, counties and cities to solve it because they're not. You know, big agriculture, don't they get like taxed a lot anyways because of water issues and pollution? Agriculture kind of like is the biggest user in any given county in America. Agriculture is the biggest, biggest user of water. So is it kind of like pay now to clean it or pay later in taxes anyways, right? Something Fines, you know, they, they get fined for the, you know, the stuff, they, they mess up the rivers, et cetera. We know of a bunch of farms in the Midwest. There's one farm in Iowa that has its manure trucked away by waste management to a landfill and spends $7 million a month on the trucking. We could spend a fraction of that one time and they would get beautiful uh, zero waste fertilizer and clean water, organic fertilizer. They're doing this, they're spending 7 million. They don't have the million dollars capital. But we say, no, 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 don't pay up front. Just start paying our bill. Well, I'm also working on AI because one of the cool things about AI is that, you know, if you're sitting there at a network operation, operation center and you've got a brewery in Santa Rosa, California, and you're trying to tweak the water quality, well, AI can do that better. There's a whole technology stack that we can get into, which is not basic water cleaning technology. People know how to clean water. It's, that's not the technology the world needs. What the world needs is the high tech part of water treatment. Here's the deal with water, huge industry, it's not gonna be changed just by us. We are gonna to have to delegate, uh, creating a market where water companies, investors can talk directly to each other and you're just in the middle making sure like Airbnb that there's no fraud, quality's good and so forth. But you're letting people do stuff. That's the eventual step. So that's kind of our plan is to ripple out this new way of handling the water problem in the world. And by not trying to be the people doing everything, we actually can make the change happen. But a lot, a lot of my shareholders are like, Riggs, I'm doing well, stock's doing fine, but thank you for saving water. That's their, they're, they're much more important for them. So we're really looking for people who wanna do something about water in the world and not just by sending money to charity water in Africa, but guess what? We have a problem right here in America, right? Mm -hmm. So, and, and if you can do it commercially as opposed to with donations, then it's a, a machine. You throw donations at something, it just fixes a well, great, okay. But what's the machine? And that's where if you can build a commercial machine, an engine, like an Amazon engine, 
And that's what we're doing. So people get excited about that. Wow, I can do something about water. I can invest with a purpose. I can do something about water and make maybe a ton of money, transformative profits. Everybody wins. Excellent. So that's just a, a few excerpts from the intake interview today. And um, now this opens up a few items that I spoke about today in that interview. So let me, let me just cover that um, because this is very interesting. There's a whole new set of topics here that I wanted to get into. New topics that were covered in this booking interview. Very interesting. Water on demand is FinTech, but it's also a high-tech rollout. Note the potential for AI. We need machine learning and network management. Now, what is the potential for AI? There's a very interesting article that I read a couple of days ago. Moore's law for everything. Moore's law basically says that everything doubles every couple of years. There's actually a new law that's updated from Moore's, which is called Nevin's law, which is that everything doubles, doubles every couple of years, which is ridiculous. That's a Google thing. But nonetheless, if you go to this address, you can read the full article. But basically, there's going to be a shift from labor to capital. AI basically automates a tremendous amount of things that humans normally do. Imagine, for example, that we're managing, you know, 20 or 40, you know, water as a service or, wa or water on demand type sites. And we have people sitting at dashboards and fiddling, oh, there's an alarm about the blah, blah. Well, we'll automate that, but then we get the machine learning that goes, hey, you know, there's um, something happens because of a particular input and then something else happens and, and things get, get worked out. So that's the AI side of things. And it's really, really interesting. Um, this article says that the, first of all, this revolution will create a phenomenal wealth. And I think we've seen a lot of that with the, for example, the crypto boom, because crypto goes in the direction of AI, basically. But AI joins the workforce. And this will mean that there's a whole different world, really, and we can improve the standard of living. This article gets into that. It's very, very interesting, kind of off topic for us. But AI will lower the cost of goods and services because labor is the driving cost. If robots can build a house on land, blah, 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 then it's kind of like the cost of building a house is close to the cost of renting the robots. So this is really, really interesting. Now, water and demand will need AI. First, we have to build the sensor networks so that we have systems out there that are, you know, paper gallons, so they're metered and they're tracking the quality of the water. This goes to network operating centers. There's dashboards that are initially implemented by people, but then we get into these adaptive systems that, that learn, that do the machine learning. And that's where we start to get AI. This is not overnight. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. Um, look how long it took to free Elon Musk to, to self-driving car. And he's not even there really. But the point is, and I don't want to compare myself to Elon Musk, it's non-trivial, as I say. But I believe that what we are in a revolution of with water is a high-tech revolution. And that's what's interesting. All right. Now, if you read today's CEO update, I promised to get into Pavel Molchanov's update at Raymond James. And he, had, he issued an update, which I'm going to cover some excerpts on. And uh, this is interesting stuff. Of course... It's an open secret. Water in the U.S. is terrible. And, you know, this um, PFAS, which is the, um, uh, for, it's called the forever chemical because it doesn't leave. And it, 
is actually not even in the top 10 of the most common water contaminants. Now there is, uh, there is water scarcity, but he's saying it's not the worst problem. The worst problem is that it's not necessarily safe, right? So practically everyone's exposed. Look at trihalomethanes. Almost 300 million people are exposed. Top three, California, Texas, New York. And you get a whole bunch more uh, chromium, nitrate, radium, all these interesting things. So these are problems. And even if you just choose legal limit, there, is, there, are, there are violations. Here's the interesting thing is, we talk a lot about Flint, Michigan, Newark, New Jersey, South Bend, Indiana, et cetera. But guess what? Rural counties are far worse off. And guess what's happening? Everybody's moving into the country because they can work from home. So we have low, you know, these rural counties, which have poor water systems and people are moving in there, overloading it. So not very fun. But anyway, the real problem of course is that we have 140,000 plus water systems in the United States. Uh, forget EPA, forget. Well, it's, EPA can't stay on top of it. They try. I, I certainly don't think that EPA is doing a bad job, but it's um, it's Herculean problem. And realistically, you can't really find these utilities. And so how do you go about it? Now, here's where he gets into the infrastructure plan. $111 billion, largest ever federal commitment concerning water. And that's all great. All right. And there's some good things in there. Lead, cleaning up the forever chemicals, modernizing rural systems, et cetera. Now, it's far from done, right? There's a big fight in Washington. I'm not going to get into it. But let's just assume that this thing happens. Okay, fine. Let's assume we have $111 million for water. What's the problem? Well, first of all, here's an article with Motley Fool. It takes time. Even if the bill takes uh, passes, it's going to take some time to actually implement this stuff. There's not $2 trillion worth of projects ready to stick a shovel in the ground. He's talking about infrastructure and roads, but it's also true about water. So something passes, that does not mean it happens, right? The Obama administration got all you know, tied up in knots around the cylinder thing and this and that. They were trying to rush things through. It was a mess. In fact, in the couple of years after all the money showed up to do this stuff, infrastructure spending went down because it takes time. Now, but here's the bigger problem. $111 billion only covers one year. We've had an investment gap that's $105 billion per year over the next decade. This was an article that came out in um, webinar that came out in 2016. So that's a, that's a gap. And the gap goes from $105 billion a year to $150 billion. You can see on the far right there by 2040. It gets worse and worse. Access to centralized treatment systems is widespread, but the condition is poor, et cetera. So there's just no way that the feds can do something about it. Well, what's our solution? And this is a, um, a speaker's abstract that I wrote today for a water finance conference that's happening virtually. And basically what I'm saying is, look, there's no hope of fixing it at the government level. What we need to do is decentralize by empowering local businesses. And that way they can send only treated water to these water districts, which then will have less of a load. It's a win-win. Now, what is it going to take? The technology we have with modular water uh, systems in a box that we have. And secondly, these subscription contracts. And so I'll be talking about this hopefully at this finance conference, but certainly the world's going to hear a lot about this. The ability to pay for water treatment on a paper gallon basis 
and how we're eventually want to form a marketplace to bring investors and water companies together. What we've called the Airbnb for water. Last year, we were all excited about that until we realized that we first needed to do our own, get our own house in order and implement it. So that's that's the quick picture at what's been going on and um, and you know some of the uh, the look of things from where I stand. I'm extremely excited about the potential for this, and I'm going to um, quickly cover the participating in our future part. Um, Ken, you, you had some thoughts um, that I thought were pretty exciting. Did you want to share them? I've been experiencing over the look spending sometimes you know eight or ten hours a day speaking to our investors or prospective investors. I don't think that we've ever, um, I've ever had more people intuitively understanding what we've talked about. Usually have to spend a few minutes describing what we do. I mean, and sometimes it's, you know, three quarters of the conversation. I've had more and more people finishing sentences for me in the past month than I've ever had in my life. Kind of what, as soon as I get to the point where a, 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 a business is going to simply sign a contract and a service level agreement, and they're going to pay by the gallon. I have people go say, so they're going to treat it like a utility. And I go, exactly. So I believe that we're at a point where if we can broadcast this message, this solution broadly, I think the adoption of this, because it's so vital, could, you know, could be many, many times faster of other you know, recent disruptions you've seen in the market in the past 20 years. And, and that's very exciting to me. Very cool. Very cool. Well, to, to back it up, we have um, a series of investing options. The one um, that we're about to start, which is basically a very generous, you know, you get your, your investment back in stock at the time you choose. And in the interim, you get uh, 10% dividends. And then there's triple warrants, which means basically you get the ability to up to triple the the benefit that you get. So it's like a 4X kind of thing. Um, now, what are we gonna use it for? Again, these network operating centers, these sensor networks, the meter billing software, the onsite support personnel, financial staff, general operations, et cetera. And that really, uh, Ken, is your, bread, is your bread and butter, right? Um, yes. And we're trying to wrap up the previous round, the uh, very popular Series R, um, but this is what's coming. Okay, next is, um, water on demand. Now, this these are larger investments, million dollar. Uh, we built water on demand number one, which is the first one, and opened a twenty million dollar private placement to. F- and this is to fund the equipment for these water demand projects. And it has a very generous thing. You get stock, you get double warrants, and you get a percentage, twenty five percent of net profits from the fund, and you are a secured creditor. So that's a very good investment for people wanting to do a larger amount. Now. Crowdfunding. We are looking at, and uh, I just opened discussions with a portal um, that I know very well um, that uh, is, is interested in working with us and um, taking stock to not just getting, you know, charging us fees, but basically to build a series of what we, I'm calling them funds. They're not really funds. What they are is subsidiaries that have money that then invest the money. So they're not technically funds. But this will fund this equipment for this pay-per-use program that we have. And finally, we have uh, the Reg A, which we had for a year and it expired on 27 April, and we're going to reload it, but this time we're gonna add stock, potentially a warrant, we're still talking about that. And that is gonna help us to acquisitions, build teams, facilities, et cetera. And I have our legal team 
working on this flat out. So that's the the array of things. And really, you know, Ken, you're the you're the one who knows how to put it in, you know, really uh, match it to people's interest and so forth. And so, uh, you know, people need to call you. The best way to do it is just put oc.go/ken in their browser. Uh, book a call. He is super booked. He is nonstop. Even I have to beg for a half hour with him. So uh, I would recommend going ahead and booking that if you're interested at all in your options. Of course, there's no obligation, but just chat about it. You can send an email, you can make a phone call. All right. Well, this is bringing us to the end of a ver another very, very interesting uh, briefing. Uh, let me see uh, what we got for chat because that's always interesting. Keith Rutten, happy Earth Day. Thank you very much. And he agrees AI and decentralization is definitely the way to go. And JRW says, I've invested in companies through Start Engine. And yes, we are talking to both Start Engine and my friends over at Manhattan Street Capital, Rod Turner, a very dear friend of mine. And so we're talking to both of them and they do a great job. So certainly like the way they market things. So that's already launched. We have meetings set up for tomorrow and next week. All right, Ken, did you want to have any closing thoughts? Because I'm pretty much going to wrap this up. Uh, yeah, I, I, what I've described to um, a lot of folks that I've spoken to in the last week is the, our evolution has, has kind of accelerated significantly over the last couple of months. One of the main reasons I'm closing the series are it's not filled. It's that we built this thing at a time when we were in a very, very different place, right? Giving away 200% stock on a stock that was a penny you know, or two, while we were still pulling the arrows out of our back, so to speak, right? You know, we've, we've, we really are positioned now for strength. We've seen successful models demonstrated in the market that pale by comparison to ours. And it's really real. I mean, it's a very, very exciting time to be here. So anybody who has any questions about what we've already talked about, or, or wants to kind of dive deeper into um, the same subject or hasn't spoken to me for the first time, please, I won't be too busy to talk to you. Riggs is exaggerating. He doesn't have to beg. He just has to ask nicely um, <laughs> <laughs> or get me at six in the morning or 10 at night. And then I'm fine. Um, no, but seriously, I'm, I'm available. There, there, there's way too much ground to cover in these briefings. I, I, I think Riggs does an amazing job of giving you a peek under the cover but uh, there's, there's a lot of really tremendous details, you know, basically coming to the surface as we speak that I would love to discuss with you. And you'll see how the pieces fit together. It's very exciting. Truly is. And you're right that I have to keep it simple in order to, to not lose my audience. You guys have been incredible. Next week, I, um, we have this Ponster, basically the solution to these filthy uh, lagoons and trailer parks. We're working to try and get a video team over there. So I'm hoping to be able to cover that next week. In any case, I guarantee you, we will continue to do fun stuff every single week. So please join. It's been so much fun having you. And you guys stuck around. Thank you very much. It's been just amazing. Thank you for being here. Teresa says, thank you. I appreciate it. Guys, I am so excited about things are going. You know, I was in the dot-com a time of amazing change. And I feel that now we're able to put that disruptive knowledge to work in the water industry. I can't be more excited. And what a great way to spend Earth Day with you. So good night. Thank you very much. Uh, do something sustainable tonight and have a great weekend. <laughs>